Amateur Radio Newsline Report, number 2377, with a release date of Friday, May 19th, 2023, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. U.S. hams prep for hurricane season, getting a stubborn folding antenna to unfold in space, and an early net marks 24,000 mornings of check-ins. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2377 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. As Newsline went to production, hams from all over the world were converging on a busy fairground in the U.S. state of Ohio for Hamvention. Be sure to listen to our newscast next Friday, May 26th, for a Hamvention wrap-up. We begin this week with what else? The weather. It's storm season in many parts of the world, and here in parts of the United States, amateurs are checking their hurricane season preparedness. We hear more about that from Randy Sly, W4XJ. It's that time of year again when amateurs check out their equipment and get ready for a new season of storms and storm-related activity. This is especially important for such stations as WX4NHC at the National Hurricane Center in Florida. Their annual on-the-air communications test will take place on Saturday, May 27th from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Assistant Amateur Radio Coordinator Julio Ripple, WD4R, says that the purpose of the event is to test the station's equipment and antennas as well as operators' home equipment prior to the 2023 hurricane season, which runs from June 1st through November 30th. The station will be operating on HF, VHF, and UHF, including 2- and 30-meter APRS and Winlink. Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, net manager of the Hurricane WatchNet, told AR Newsline that they will be active during that time, on or near their standard frequencies of 14.325 and 7.268 MHz, depending on propagation. The VOIP Hurricane Net will activate that day, too, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Look for WX4NHC on the air or post it on DX Cluster. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. A ham who helped build enthusiasm for homebrew and other amateur radio practices in the Netherlands has become a silent key. We hear more details about him from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Peter Stewart, PA3EPX, was known for his enthusiasm and creative spirit within the leadership and membership of Veron, the Dutch Amateur Radio Society. Peter, who first became active in Veron at the end of the 1970s, became a silent key on the 16th of April. He was remembered by colleagues as an advocate for teaching fox hunting and for his service on the Veron board as its secretary. An avid do-it-yourselfer, he was also a proponent of homebrew equipment and he encouraged others to build a variety of projects, including an ATV transmitter. Peter was 71. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. There's antenna work and then there's antenna work. If your antenna is a folding antenna that won't unfold and it's out in space... 
you're going to need to do a little more than just climb up the tower to fix it. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us what happened. With the launch last month of the European Space Agency's JUICE mission, short for Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer, hopes were high for its antenna, which had been folded up inside the spacecraft ready for its eventual full deployment. The 16-metre-long antenna known as RIME, that for radar for icy moons exploration, was to completely unfold in its first week after the launch date, and it did, that is, all but one final part. According to various media accounts, a variety of remedies were tried without success until the flight control team finally freed the remaining part by delivering a shock that moved a tiny stuck pin that had left the antenna section jammed in its folded position. The shock came via a device known as a non-explosive actuator that was located inside the bracket. What happened was disruptive enough to shake things up. May 12 brought freedom as the stuck part became unstuck. Now the antenna should be ready for an even bigger challenge the moons around the giant planet Jupiter. The mission will use the antenna to study those icy moons as far down as 9 kilometres, analysing both the surface and subsurface. What unfolds there may possibly deliver some shocks of its own. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. In the United States, an Arizona lawmaker has renewed hope for changing what many consider outdated rules by the FCC for digital communications. Cell Emby, KB3TZD, has those details. A bandwidth limit would replace the symbol rate limit for HF digital operations under a bill known as the Amateur Radio Communications Improvement Act. The bill was introduced on May 11th by Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, a Republican, and is similar to a bill she had introduced last year, hoping to update the rules by the FCC that focus on symbol rates. The bill, which is now in the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, would set a bandwidth limit of 2.8 kilohertz instead. U.S. advocates of the bill, including the ARRL, have long argued that a bandwidth limit was necessary because of crowded conditions on the HF bands. They have been concerned that protocols might be developed in the future that would possess wider bandwidth protocols than necessary. The lawmaker said in a statement that updating the rules to accommodate modern technology is especially important in times of natural disasters such as forest fires, floods, and hurricanes when messages need to be sent and received efficiently. Faster protocols already accomplish this in other countries. This is Selembi, KB3, TZD. Newton Minow, who had been appointed chairman of the Federal Communications Commission by President John F. Kennedy in the 1960s, has died. The attorney, who was a vocal critic of the emerging content of broadcast television in the U.S., died Saturday, May 6th at the age of 97. He was also well known as an advocate of the U.S. space program. It was during his tenure in 1962 that the world saw NASA's launch of Telstar 1, the first communication satellite developed by the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, better known as AT&T. A popular ham radio satellite launched a little less than eight years ago from China has left its orbit. Stephen Kenford, NAWB, brings us that report. Satellite enthusiasts have one fewer satellite to rely on now. The orbit has decayed for the popular linear transponder satellite known as XW-2A. The satellite was sent into space in September of 2015 from China's Taiyuan Satellite Launch Center. The satellite does not leave space without sharing a little bit of glory. In August of 2022, Two amateurs used XW-2A to achieve communication over a record distance for the 25kg microsat. It was a transatlantic QSO between EA4 and F in Spain and VE1CWJ in Nova Scotia, a memorable distance of 4,751 kilometers. This is Stephen Kinford, N8WB. Hams, start your engines. A big race and a big special event station is getting underway in Indianapolis, Indiana. Jack Parker 
Barker, W8ISH, has the details. Now that the dust has settled from the Indy Grand Prix race, members of the W9IMS Special Event Station are gearing up for another week of logging contacts leading up to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race beginning May 22nd. This is the 20th year for the W9IMS team to reach out and let ham radio operators be a part of the racing season in Indianapolis. For two decades, they have logged over 15,000 contacts a year for the three-race series at Indy. That is a lot of QSL cards. Check the W9IMS page at qsl.com for more information. Reporting from Indianapolis, this is Jack Parker, W8ISH. If a great QSO feels like poetry to you, you might enjoy this new challenge from Amateur Radio Newsline. We're inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you'll find a submission form for sending your most inspired offering. All haikus must follow the traditional form to qualify. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the finishing third line has another five syllables. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the 575-syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize? Glory, of course. We'll share our favorite haiku of the week on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the AH6LE repeater on Sundays at 6 p.m. in Beaver Creek and Wilsonville, Oregon. If you're active in AMSAD and know someone who shows promise in the organization's leadership, consider nominating them for a spot on the board of directors. Four incumbent seats will soon expire and voting will be held the third quarter of this year. Terms are for two years. As many as two alternate directors may be chosen to serve one-year terms. For nominations to be considered, they must be in writing and should be submitted by either one member society or five individual members who are in good standing. The nominee's name, call sign, and contact information should be provided, along with the same information for those individuals submitting the candidate. Email nominations are acceptable when sent to jdavis at amsat.org, otherwise postal mail may be used. Send to Jeff Davis, KE9VPO, Post Office Box 11, Yorktown, Indiana, 47396. The nomination deadline is the end of the day on June 15th. The four incumbents leaving behind vacancies are Jerry Buxton, N0JY, Joseph Armbruster, KJ4JIO, Robert Bankston, KE4AL, and Zach Metzinger, N0ZGO. If you're still feeling festive after the coronation of King Charles and Queen Camilla, Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, offers some ways to keep celebrating. Coronation weekend has come and gone in the UK, but the Radio Society of Great Britain believes in keeping a good moment alive. Special event call signs are still on the air through to the end of June. Individual radio amateurs and clubs are eligible to use the GB23C call sign, which was first used by the Cray Valley Radio Society, which activated it in Greenwich. Information on how to obtain and use the call is on the RSGB website. Hams are also being encouraged to use one of hundreds of call signs Ofcom is making available to celebrate the historic Fire Beacon network throughout the UK. Call signs such as GB23BIR was activated by the Finesse Amateur Radio Society and according to RSGB District Representative Martin, M0TEB, it was quite popular as a contact. 
Visit rsgb.org forward slash coronation for other details and to find out more about getting a coronation QSL card or one of three RSGB coronation awards. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. Ever had a QSO with a vampire? It's not so hard as you might think. Richard VK2SKY brings us this story about an Australian warship that makes it possible. G'day Amateur Radio Newsline listeners, this is Richard VK2SKY in Sydney, Australia, with a little vampire story for you. Yes, I know, Halloween is months away, but I think you'll like the story anyway. A team of amateurs, led by Colin VK2JCC, has set up shop in the radio room aboard HMAS Vampire. HMAS stands for His Majesty's Australian Ship, and the Vampire is located at the Australian National Maritime Museum here in Sydney. The radio room is part of the museum and thus open for visitors to learn about the importance of radio communications, both in wartime and in peace. The Vampire team has been active for a few weeks now, using the call sign Victor Kilo 2 Victor Mike Papa. VMP. Vampire, get it? If you've never worked a warship before, now is a great time to start. So far, eight amateurs are on the roster to keep the vampire on the air using CW and sideband on 20 and 40 meters, and the station is now a permanent fixture on the ship. But wait, there's more. Over the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of June, the vampire will be active for 24 hours for a special event, Museum Ships on the Air. You'll find the station on or near 14.250 MHz. Vampire will join many other ships around the world for this fun event. So listen out for Victor Kilo 2, Victor Mike Papa on board HMAS Vampire in Sydney, Australia. And check out the VK2 VMP page on QRZ.com. Hope to catch you on the air. We remind our listeners that you still have an opportunity to nominate a promising young radio amateur, but time runs out at the end of this month. Young hams who live in the continental United States have an opportunity to make news of their own in the world, if they aren't already doing so, by being a recipient of this year's Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Think of an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger, someone who has talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. This is your chance to help honor and acknowledge that person who will no doubt go on to teach and inspire others. Find the nomination form on our website, arnewsline.org, under the Awards tab. Nominations close on May 31st. In the world of DX, be listening for special event station GB0AEL, which is on the air until May 26th. Hams with the Northwest Group Amateur Radio Club are marking the anniversary of Amelia Earhart's transatlantic flight. In May of 1932, she became the first woman to make that trip solo and nonstop, departing from Canada and landing 15 hours later in Londonderry, Northern Ireland. QSL instructions are on QRZ.com. Listen for Vincent HB9VCJ using the call sign 8Q7VJ from the Maldives, IOTA number AS013. From May 20th through to June 4th, his QRP operation will be SSB and various digital modes on 40 through 6 meters and FM on 10 meters. QSL instructions are on QRZ.com. Ivan, YT4RA, stroke IV3CTS, and his brother Goran, YT7AW, stroke SA7DXR, will be operating from Malta, IOTA number EU023, from the 24th to the 29th of May, with their biggest activity to be during the CQ Worldwide WPXCW contest. They plan to use the call sign 9Hotel6 Whiskey Papa X-Ray, QSL via Logbook of the World. Be listening for T41DX on the island of Cuba, IOTA number NA015 from May 18th 
through to the 22nd. The Guani DX Group will be operating CW, SSB, and various digital modes on 80 through 10 meters. The QSL manager is RW6HS. And we end this week with an installment from our occasional series, Nets of Note. We revisit a very proud group of early morning radio enthusiasts who Newsline first interviewed back in 2017. Jim Dameron in 8TMW tells us why they're so proud right now. The early risers who've been meeting on 80 meters at 6 a.m. local time since 1957 are about to celebrate a milestone. And this isn't exactly chicken feed. The Rooster Net, as the group is known, will be marking 24,000 daily sessions on the air on May 26th. The check-ins, that's check-ins, not chickens, can expect to get pretty lively that day on 3.990 MHz. The Rooster roster claims amateurs from as far north as Canada, as far south sometimes as South America, and as far west as Arizona and Montana. So congratulations to these hams who leave the nest early to get up with the sun and with one another. That's something to uh, crow about. This is Jim Dameron. N-A-T-M-W. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur News Weekly, the American Cancer Society, AMSAT News Service, ARRL, Australian National Maritime Museum, CAMSAT, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, 425DX News, Gardner News, IARU Region 3, QRZ.com, Manly Waringa Radio Society, National Public Radio, Radio Society of Great Britain, shortwaveradio.de, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights are reserved.